I gotta respect that this man doesn't like being touched. Being touched, exactly. So, so, so for you, you felt like uh, it's okay for me to get his attention this way. Mm-hmm. He probably would have preferred, you know, you kind of come around to the front of hey, yeah. man, hey, maybe a tap on the shoulder, maybe not, a maybe tap not, maybe, maybe don't, not. maybe don't touch me, <laughs> <laughs> maybe do not put your hands on my body, period. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. That's Welcome to the Any Last Words Pod. My name is Keon, aka Almighty the DJ. And I am Earl Lonnie Hooks, aka Young One with himself. Feeling great, feeling good. Special thanks to everybody out there joining us on this audio adventure yet again on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, as well as YouTube, YouTube, the God in me, honors the God in each and every one of you. What's up, man? What's going on? Oh, wait, hold on a second. Let me give my sponsor. This episode is brought to us, brought to you all by curiosity. Hmm. The desire to learn or know about anything. Inquisitiveness. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what drives a lot of this podcast. We just want to know. We want to know what's going on. We want to expand our consciousness. We want to expand our awareness. We want to put ourselves in other people's shoes. Mm-hmm. Ah, we, yeah. want, we, <laughs> yeah. we want to know. And I, in particularly, because I don't really have too much I have to talk about today, want to know, Keon. <laughs> We all want to know. <laughs> so I'm going to shut up now and I'm going to let whatever you'd all like right. to speak about first. It's up to you, man. All right. Well, I'm going to just I'm going to go ahead and get get this off because uh, I know a lot of people. Well, not a lot of people, but I know that my friends at least want to know. Um, so I had the opportunity. Well, actually, let me tell you this. This story or I'm, I'm going to tell two stories right now. Um, they both have to do with personal space. Okay. And what that means to people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I had the opportunity to DJ a wedding uh, over the weekend. It was a great wedding. Beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, it was a lot of love in the air. A lot of people crying. Uh, it was, you know, it was everything that you would expect a wedding to be. Everything was elegant. Um, you know, the 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 uh, the bride and groom. Um, they looked great. the The wedding party was great. Everyone had a great time. The music was great. Um, Random question, yeah. wedding question, because you've done, how many has this been by now? This last wedding you've done was probably um, your... I don't... Hard, huh? Drop. I mean, I haven't had, I haven't done a ton of weddings. I would, I want to say maybe this is maybe my sixth or sixth Okay, or that's, still, that's still, that's still wedding. a good amount. Yeah, it's I've good enough it. for me to ask this random question. Okay. Aside, take yourself out of it. Aside from music, mm-hmm. what is your favorite part of a wedding? Um, you said a lot of people crying, and I yeah. thought of one thing, but I'm thinking, what do you I, think? I think honestly, I just I think it's just the the togetherness, the family. Oh, okay, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so it's like pretty I, much. Yeah, I enjoy any time I can just get together with a big crowd of my family. Okay, so. It would probably be that. Well, no, well, I mean, not. I mean, your family. But well, if you're okay. at a well, wedding DJing it, okay, okay. 
Uh, well, it's. I mean, you still get that that vibe in the air. Okay, that, okay. That feeling of yeah. togetherness right, and right. love. You get to and see other people doing it. Yeah, you yeah, identify yeah. with it. Yeah, you know yeah, what it's yeah. like to be with your family. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. definitely. Okay. Right. Honestly, I be honestly, I be feeling like I'm part of it. Like, I yeah, just, yeah, yeah. When yeah. I'm there, I I feel like I'm part of the family. Like, yeah. I just you know because the, a day like that is only shared between a certain group of people Mm -hmm. like you might get some you might you know a nigga on the outside might see some pictures Mm -hmm. but like that the people that were there that day you know what i'm saying is it it was for their eyes they will share yeah 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 yeah, in a a way that the people watching it on social media will not be able to share exactly of course exactly of course so yeah like i said great wedding everything was great i'm gonna tell you about a part of this wedding in which i felt like somebody was ready to whoop my ass. So this is what I've been waiting on. I've said a lot of great things about this wedding. Yes. Now I'm going to take you to a place that's a little different. Okay. This is the, so, this is the underbelly. This is the exact is, same as what? Las Vegas with the glitz and glamour above, right. above the street. And then right. on below <laughs> it in the sewers is a civilization of people living. Right. This is the same thing at any moment where there's just beauty there's also that other side yeah. where there's some fuck shit going so on. So if you've ever been a part of a wedding, you've probably experienced a little in-wedding drama. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Doesn't necessarily make the cut of being on film or in a picture. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, a little little wedding drama. It, I think it happens. It happens. So um, at this point, we've already done the ceremony. And... We're getting ready to introduce the wedding party into the reception. And mm-hmm. that's something that I usually do. Um, you know, I get to know these. Well, not get to know them, but I get to know their names. Right. I'm um, just trying to make sure I get everybody's names right in the order that they're coming in. Mm-hmm. So okay, I'm out in the little hallway. We're getting ready to do the uh, introductions. I'm making sure I, I've gotten everybody's names correct. As I'm going down oh, the list. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. As I'm going down the list. Uh, there's one guy that is just kind of like not facing me, um, facing the other way and just kind of just talking and talking and talking. Um, not a, not a big deal, but I, I need him to pay attention at this point because I need him. I need to make sure that I'm getting his name right. His name wasn't hard, but at the end of the day, I just, I just need this man to pay attention. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We're okay. trying to just make sure things are orderly here. Okay. And I would just generally appreciate it. There's a natural flow of procession attention. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you would like him to respect that. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think I was asking. That's for unreasonable. A lot. Yeah, yeah. I don't I think it. I was asking for a lot. Um, so as I said, the, 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 the theme behind these two stories I'm going to tell is personal space. He wasn't paying attention to me. Um, and I needed him to. So <laughs> I gently and I and I say gently because I need you to understand that it was gently. Okay. I gently grab his arm. He wasn't facing me. He didn't know it was coming. Nothing like that. I gently go and I grab I wrap my arm, I wrap my hand around his arm. Okay. All right. Taking a lot of information in right now. Okay. This man turned around. He was like, yo, don't be touching me like that. And I'm just looking at him and I'm just like, yo, my bad. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause I damn sure didn't mean it like that. He turns around with, with all the hostility you can imagine. Yo, don't touch me. Don't be touching me like that. Yo, you know what I'm saying? 
And I'm just like, you know, like I said, I'm just like, oh, I'm a little taken aback. I wasn't expecting right. that type we're, of reaction. We're at a wedding. I'm the DJ trying to get your attention. Mm. You didn't say anything as you grabbed him. Or you just no, grabbed. I, no, I didn't. I didn't say anything. I didn't say his name or yeah. nothing like that. Yeah. I just kind of just. Yeah. I just kind of. Grab, you grab got a large, arm. you got a large ass hand too. That's got to be factored in. I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm dead. I'm dead ass serious. That is, a, that's a factor. Because if it's a, li- it's because if it's a little like dainty hand, you you know he he he's a man. He's gonna be like, oh okay. Like what, what's this little itty bitty? What's this little itty bitty person want with me? Right. But you get a large hand. Yeah. Without any sort of notification <laughs> that the hand's coming or that someone's trying to get your attention. Although, again, you are at a wedding. Like, everything has been beautiful the way you described it. Yeah. I mean, you're at a wedding, so yeah. it's nothing but love in the air. Yeah. So, for that to even trigger you that way is interesting because clearly this person is not a, uh, I'm in, I, he doesn't frequent places. Where there's love in the air, <laughs> maybe <laughs> because 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 places that I'm at, people I hang out with, that is not triggering a hey yo don't touch me like that. Not in a situation right. yeah. like that. Not in this particular place at this particular time during yeah. this particular event. Right. All of that does matter. Yeah. We just talked about security and right. all the different factors that come together that make security make someone feel secure in any yeah. given moment a thing. And yeah. you would assume that this would be the type of position that would make someone pretty secure. Right. I'm at a wedding. Bunch of loved ones. We're having a great time. We're doing the procession. DJ's up here trying to do his thing. I'm not thinking someone's about to grab me and try to fight me. Right. But clearly, he was looking at you like, yeah. like lunch. Um, yeah, he was. Um, now, to his credit, we were all drinking. We had some drinks. Okay. Um, I don't know how much he had, but okay. I had, you know, I had a couple of, uh, couple shots of Don Julio. Uh, uh I think I, I think I had a shot of Hennessy too. Dawn. Um, so to his credit, we were drinking. I know that that can, you know, pull it out of niggas. Sometimes it can, you know, pull the nigga out of niggas. Uh, okay. And, and what I'll say to that is, cause we've spoken about this before. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bless you. Salud. If you know that's where alcohol gets you, then in your sober mind, you ought to stop yourself from <laughs> doing that. Right. We're at a wedding. Yeah, of course you want to enjoy yourself and have a good time because that's what everybody's doing. Yeah. That's what this day is supposed to be. It's celebration, yeah. you know. But yeah, if, if that if that's how you get, then you just can't you can't drink. I hate when people I hate when people use that as an excuse. Oh, well, you know they was drunk. Well, then why didn't their sober mind? How long have they been getting drunk? How old is this person? Because if they ain't 18, 19, 20, uh-huh. 21 years old, no, there's no excuse. Because uh-huh. you've been doing this for too long to not know how you are, who you become right. once you get inebriated. Right. If if this isn't the place for you to get inebriated, then just go back to that little shitty ass bar where you fight people after you get drunk. Don't <laughs> don't come out here with the nice people trying to do something nice uh-huh. and celebrate the togetherness, the coalescence of two souls for eternity. Uh-huh. Don't bring that energy in here. Yeah. Go back to your shitty little place. So be shitty with the rest of them shitty people. <laughs> so he he turns around with the with the whiplash effect. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. I don't know if you ever seen that meme with uh Lawrence Fishburne where he just kind of like, uh huh, yeah. That's how that nigga looked at. Like that's how that nigga reacted to me. Right. Um. 
So I'm just like, yo, my bad. You know what I'm saying? Because I, you know, I didn't mean it like that at all. Right. You know, I'm just trying to simply get his attention the quickest way that I can. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when I say my bad, he was just like, he was, you know, he he just reiterates. He was like, yo, you know, just I don't like I don't like people touching me like that, you know? And I'm just like, all right, I got you. I got you. And so at this point, like one of my boys, this one of the guys I know that's a part of this wedding, yeah. he's in the background. He was like, yo, man, you're good, Keon. You're good. You're good. You know what I'm saying? Because anybody that knows me knows that I'm one of the least hostile people that you're ever going to meet. Yeah. Clearly, this guy didn't know me. He, yeah. He yeah. didn't know me. He didn't know. But I had to stop myself and I had to think about it. And I'm just like, well, Keon, you don't know him either. That's very true. You don't know him. That's very true. And you don't know that he doesn't like being touched. And I got to respect that. That's very true. I got to respect that. That's very true. Um, Do I think it warranted that kind of reaction? Mm -hmm. Not really. Yeah. But I got to respect that this man doesn't like being touched. Being touched. Exactly. So So, so for you, you felt like uh, it's okay for me to get his attention this way. mm -hmm. He probably would have preferred... You know, you kind of come around to the front of me, hey, yeah. man. Hey. Maybe a tap on the shoulder. Maybe not. A maybe tap not. On the sh- maybe, maybe don't. Not. Maybe don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe do not put your hands on my body. Period. Yeah. You know, and 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 that's it. And that's the curiosity that again drives our thinking. That yep. drives the way we are. Like, okay, well, let me think about this. Let me think about the things that Earl and I have talked about. Okay, security, mm-hmm. personal space. Curiosity, understanding of people, like okay, yep. compassion, all yep. these sorts of things come into play because you're right. I just had somebody the other day ask me about this. They were like, you know, somebody was being a dick to me. Is that is that cool? Is that okay? Even though possibly they're having a bad day and I don't know about it since mm-hmm. I, you know, but it, but does that warrant their activity? Right. Does that does that let them off the hook to do whatever it is they want to do now? How do we gauge that? And what I, I'm telling you, the same thing I told him, which is, I don't assume I know, like I know everyone's going to die. This is one of those sort of axiomatic truths for all human beings. I never know everything in any given situation. Mm-hmm. I never have all the pieces to the puzzle in any given situation. So even though it may not whatever he's going through or who he's been in his past, whatever, maybe that doesn't necessarily warrant going out and being a fucking psychopath and running up on people if they tap you or whatever the case may be. Right. That's fine. But I also have to understand that I just don't know. And we've talked about the power of knowing that you don't know. Right. And it's just a great one. Yeah. It's a, it's a great power to harness. I don't know what's going on. Um, let me just wrap this up real quick. Do it. Um, so at this point, you know, I, I've, I didn't necessarily apologize. I, I guess I did. I said my bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I said, one of my boys in the back was kind of like, yo man, you're good. Keon, you're good. You're good. You know, just trying to like, I guess I don't know. Just, the situation yeah, de-escalate the situation. Could, without really taking sides. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause he didn't want that dude to turn to him and be like, what you, what's up? Yeah. I don't, what's up? Yeah. Maybe you not good. Maybe you not good. <laughs> and Take so, both of y'all. <laughs> So I got bridesmaids looking at me, kind of just like, just kind of like, you know, with the wide eyes, like, yo, this nigga wilding over yeah, here. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm just kind of over here like, 
You know, just smiling, what, like, yeah, what, what do you like, want me to yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. And so I even took it a step further. I was like, after I had gotten done with the roll call and everything, I said again to him, I was like, hey, man, I didn't mean any disrespect by that. I was just trying to make sure I had everybody's attention so we could get through this. And he was like, he was like, yo, I just I don't, I don't like people touching me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you over here trying to manhandle me, you know, yank me up. Whoa. And at that point, I so now just, this is the third time his, he has said to you that yeah, he doesn't like being touched. And yeah. then he added the and manhandling. He, and he added the, the manhandling. Trying to yank, yank me up. Yank. And that's why you made it certain that we all know that it was a gentle, a large hand yeah. placed on his arm or shoulder. But it, it was a gentle hand. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like when I grabbed him, even if I, I at the most, this is all he got from me. He yeah. might have felt the uh, grip from my fingers. Yes, going into the texture of his suit. Yes, okay. That's, that's but there but, was no. But to say there, yank there is was no. There was no. There was no this. yanking. There was no pulling. Yeah, there was, there was no, no. Yes, there was not because because that's too much. Why? I, it is. I'm not even doing to, that. To, yeah, to pull him. I'm not to, pulling on this nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I just kind. I just I like. Just so he would know that my presence was there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was more so on like the bicep. Area, right, 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 right. Um, just simply so he would know my presence was there. So yeah, I just I like I said for a third time, I had I was like, yo, there's no I didn't mean no disrespect by that. And he was just like, Yeah, I just don't like when people, you know, just yanking on me, you know, like manhandling me. And I'm just like, at that point, I would just I was ready to just exit the conversation because that didn't even happen. And there was no, I was probably not going to get through to him. So I was just like, you know, at this point it's whatever. I'm going to go back in here. So we, we do the introductions. Everybody's mostly have, most people in there have gotten a plate of food by now. I see him approaching the DJ booth. And in my head, I'm just thinking like, all right, maybe he's coming over here. We can just, you know, hash this out and dead the situation. You know what I'm saying? Clearly, he felt a certain way about what I did. Why is this going on for so long? <laughs> That's what I'm why, thinking. Why is there a part four? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, you know, he's coming over here to just make sure that, you know, me and him are cool. You okay. know what I'm saying? Right. Which would have, I thought would have been a respectful thing for either of us. It would have been a mature thing to do. Yeah. I wasn't going to do that because I felt like I already made my point in the hallway when I tried to talk to him like three times. Right. When I was telling him that what I did, there was no malice behind that. Indeed. You know what I'm saying? So I wasn't going to do that. But when I saw him approaching me, I thought maybe he just wanted to just make sure this the situation was dead and everything was straight. No. This man came up to me with his plate and was like, hey, you know where we put the plates at? And I'm just like, I have no idea because I'm not part of the catering staff. I don't know why you would ask me that. All these people in here in button ups and vests, serving plates, taking plates up, refilling water. And you ask me where the plates go. I don't know. I don't know. And that's the last interaction I had with him. But <laughs> do you know where to play? Okay, so I can take that in two ways. Because clearly you took it as you're trying to play me right now. You're a little like, bit. You're like you're coming it, up it to me and asking me. It I didn't it wasn't I didn't take it to the heart. Okay. But I was just like, that's just a dumb question. Yeah, because it'd have been wild if you just brought the plate there and just set it on the DJ booth and just <laughs> Just walked off. Oh my just God. say his dirty plate. You got a little bit of coleslaw <laughs> dropped on your mixer. 
<laughs> Some baked beans on your laptop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, yeah. I, yeah, I thought he was about to get wild. Once you said, I don't know, I thought he was about to just place the joint there and walk away. Nah, I was like, he, yo. He wasn't, he wasn't yo. that disrespectful. Okay, the other way I'm taking it as this was his way. Because a lot of a lot of people don't know how to apologize. A lot of people don't really know how to dead stuff like that. Uh-huh. That could have been his way of of trying to say something neutral to you, uh-huh. so that you knew you guys were good. That was his way of saying like, "Hey, we good, right?" I guess. Like, <laughs> hey man, where the, hey where the, where the plates go? I could easily ask one of these people, but I'd much rather come up to you and ask you to let you know like we cool. If if that it's was, a weird way of if doing that it. was the case, I would much prefer him just use his words. No, of just, course, be, but that's be, but you're you're coming from a certain level of maturity, and you're expecting that out of people. And I get it; it would be nice, <laughs> it would be nice, but it's just not that simple. Yeah. Do you know? Have you heard of the word confabulate? I don't think Con- I have. Confabulation. This is in psychiatry. The replacement of a gap in a person's memory by a falsification that he or she believes to be true. Hmm. So I talked about this actually yesterday with my friend. Shout out Will Will. Um, You know, neuroscientists, doctors, they've gotten together. They're working on people's brains and they're picking and choosing what parts of the brain they want to learn about and how to engage with it. And they've done tests and studies where what they'll do is they will, I don't know if this is by actually tapping the brain or using electric nodes to engage with certain parts of the brain, but they would engage with certain part of a human's brain that would make the person move their arm. Mm -hmm. After the person moved their arm, the patient moved their arm, the doctor would ask him, hey, why did you just move your arm? And the person would always come up with something. Oh, I just had like an itch over here. Oh, like this <laughs> happened. And only the doctors, only the professionals know that's not why you moved your arm. You don't know why you did. Uh-huh. But you as a human being, you have to come up with something. Mm-hmm. You have to confabulate. Okay. You have to justify these reasonings for something. So you'll fill in a gap of your memory okay. that wasn't really there with, with a falsification. Something that didn't actually take place or you didn't actually experience because you don't know how to how to gingerly go through life with things not making sense, uh-huh. with you doing things and not knowing why. Mm-hmm. So we make these these false justifications for things that we do. I think that that's what this man did. I think he confabulated. I think that he felt or felt coming on a yank uh-huh. right on his arm. And so when... He's like, yeah, I don't like people touching me like that. Like you over here trying to yank me up and you're and you put your gentle hand on him. He is living a completely different reality yeah, than you are. It's just a whole other scenario. Exactly. Going on in his head. Exactly. Again, I don't know what has happened in his past that would put that into place at that moment. But that's what happened to him. Right. There was a yank to right. him. There was something that took place uh-huh. that didn't happen in your world. Uh huh. And so I think that that's kind of what, what happened. It's wild. Yeah, yeah. it is. The well, human mind is wild. Now I'm going to tell you about a second story real quick. Um, went fishing yesterday. Yeah! Go ahead and flex on them. Because if, does, no, cause cause if I, this doesn't have any flex in it, this is ridiculous. 
you better flex a little bit <laughs> within this story some at some point in time. I try to keep my fishing stories off of here. <laughs> but um Nah, cause this is different. Yesterday was different. Yesterday was different. <laughs> uh yesterday I just had a really good day on the water. I caught like 14, maybe 15 fish, four different species of fish. I was lit. That's not why I'm telling the story, though. <sighs> but I was lit. Four different species. Um, so I was out there, right? By the way, did you take any of these home? No, I didn't take anything okay. home. Well, I gave them to some of the people that were there. Oh, wealth. <laughs> yes. The distribution of wealth. Yeah. I like that. I mean, no lie. Like, they probably had like two fish in there when I got there. I filled that fucking cooler up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I, okay. Like, I'm not just like poking fun at you. It's a very <laughs> cool thing to be able to go out. Catch a bunch of fish. Know that you don't really want to. You're not gonna take them home uh-huh. and just start giving them away to people at the pier. Yeah. Nah, like, it was, was dope as fuck. Nah, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> um, I'm definitely I'm I'm a giver, so I don't mind doing that at all. Yeah, it's dope. So I was down there at the pier, and there was a guy down there that reminded me of uh, Uncle Ruckus without the racism. <laughs> um, he you know black guy, kind of a lazy eye. You know, little kind of a bigger dude. Okay. He he had all his hair though. He wasn't like going bald like. All right, all right, all right. It's for, but, all right, it's for this. This for is Whitaker you saw out there. Uh, kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the last King of Scotland you saw out there. <laughs> yes. Um, good movie. Shouldn't have beat uh. Shouldn't have beat Pursuit of happiness. happiness. But good movie. Shout out to Forrest as much as we make wait, fun of him. Wait, you saw that? What? Last Did King we of watch Scotland? it together? I think so, because we were confused as to why it would be the pursuit no, of happiness. No, I wasn't. The, the, the character that he took on was a much more difficult character to take I, on than Will Smith had to take on. I get that. If we're I talking about the movie, wait, did the movie win or did the actor win? That uh, whatever that was, an Oscar or whatever that was. I'm not. 100% sure. Because you're right. I think Pursuit of Happiness was a more impactful. Oh, I don't know. It's rough because that had to do no, with a lot of No, they were both things. really good movies. I'm just biased. Okay. I'm just biased. All right. All right we're done with that. Um, So, I'm out there. I'm catching fish. And this guy turns out to be one of them guys that's just going to talk to you whether you like it or not. Okay. I'm not always receptive to people just continuing just just going on and on with different stories, just finding something in their mind that they can talk to you about. Mm. Like, I don't mind talking to people. Yeah. I don't mind having a little conversation here and there. But when it just lacks complete when, relevancy to yeah, anything. Yeah, when you're just talking to me just to talk to me. Yeah. Like, it just gets to a point where I do start, oh, that's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where? Okay. Oh, that's crazy. That's cool. Oh, that's wild. Oh, wow. Oh, what? What? Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, that's crazy shit. that you did that. Yeah. And like- <laughs> I can't believe that. This 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 man was talking to me about <laughs> the game warden letting him off the hook for catching a fish he wasn't supposed to catch. He was telling me about how, you know, he was ready to pay- the five hundred dollar fine. He was gonna keep the he was gonna keep the rockfish anyways. He didn't care. He got three daughters at home. They told him, "Daddy, bring home a big one." So he gonna bring it home and he gonna pay the five hundred dollar fine too. You didn't, you you didn't respect his rebel. I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care to be honest. I didn't care about his rebel. Um, and so you know he over here talking about you know oh yeah I caught a catfish. It was like. 
It was like six feet long. You never believe it, though. You never believe me. Hold on. Let me get my phone out because you don't believe me. You don't believe me. Let me show you. Well, so he's showing me pictures and shit like that. Was it six feet long? I mean, it was a big. It was a big fish. It wasn't six feet long. It was. It was a big ass fish, though. Okay. But the thing is, is I didn't give him any inclination that said I didn't believe him. I didn't believe him, or that you cared at all. That I cared at all. (laughs) Yes. Because like I was trying to give him those subtle cues where I'm just nigga. I wasn't even looking at this nigga. And like when he was talking to me, like I wasn't even looking at this nigga, bro. And and I was giving him all these short worded answers, a bunch of yeahs, a bunch of that's what's ups, like. And the nigga just would not stop talking to me. <laughs> he would not stop talking to me. And like it even got to the point where like I'm like I'm watching my line because I'm getting a bite. And like this man is probably like, I don't y'all probably can't see this, but he was like where this light was. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Just about two, two feet, feet away, away. away from me. Two feet away from me. And like, so I'm trying, I'm getting a bite, right? And like I go to like I go to like, you know, to yank the line to try to get the fish and I missed the fish. I didn't get it that time. And so after he sees I didn't get it, he was like, my bad, brother. You know, I didn't mean to make you miss that one. I didn't I didn't mean to make you miss it. And like and I'm just like, oh, it's all good. It's whatever. And you would think after somebody apologizes uh-huh. for doing something like that that they would just maybe give you some space, right. back off a little bit, maybe not talk as much. Mm-hmm. No. Wrong again. Wrong. Yes. You don't know this, this guy. This man <laughs> kept talking, just kept talking to me. Yeah, I don't know him. Don't I didn't know, know the extent that he was going to take yeah. him talking to me too. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. But what he didn't know is that he was verbally in my personal fucking space. Yes. In yes. I didn't want to come straight out and just be like, yo, shut the fuck up. Right. But I was just trying my best to give him the cues that any sane person would know. See, and- see when you said that and you, you use a keyword before, you said subtle cues, subtle social cues. I know. And see, again, this is why curiosity drives this pod. You have to understand, after I just explained to you confabulation, that people are looking at this world through completely different lenses. And what you think is subtle, they can't even see it. It's sort of like if they're missing a color mm. or if there if there is some sort of their uh some part of their palate on their tongue that has just been scorched and they can't taste savory things in this certain way anymore they just sort of lose a sense uh-huh. in a way or or a shade of a sense right so they can see things right but these subtleties you're talking about they don't even pick those up yeah they don't even see anything that you're talking about yeah if it's not overtly yo shut the fuck up get out of my face i'm like you seem like a nice man but i'd like to just come out here on the water and this is sort of my meditational practice. Yeah. I just like to sit out here, listen to the water, listen to the line drop into the water, me get the thing. Like, this is my thing. Right. Leave me alone. Yeah. We were cool for the first five minutes. I don't care about you getting caught by the game warden. I don't care about you bringing the rockfish home to your children. I don't care about you doing it on the strength of the, the fathership. I don't <laughs> care about the six-foot catfish you caught. I don't care about any of this. Yeah. And if it's not that, They'll just keep coming. 
And you know that because we've talked about uh, like sexual harassment on here before, too. Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys that are going after women and women are giving them mad, what, subtle social cues mm-hmm. that they want nothing to do with the guys, mm-hmm. but the guys don't read those things. And mm-hmm. if it's not an overt get the fuck away from me before I call 911, <laughs> then that's it. They don't, they just don't read it. They yeah. just, they think that those little things that you're saying, those little, yeah, oh, where, oh, that's crazy. Wow, that's so, oh my God, I never thought about it that way. All these little things, that's putting the battery in their back. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, they, they, they're they interested. They want to hear more right. because they keep saying, they keep making sounds. That and the fact <laughs> that I gave them every single fish that I caught, they were probably oh. just, just ecstatic and just wanted to just oh were you giving him fish yeah he was he oh he was it was it was him and his brother i was giving his brother the fish because this guy was scared to take the fish off the line so i was giving his brother all of my fish his brother wasn't even talking to me he wasn't saying shit to me the guy that's doing all this flexing about catching a six-foot fish is the same dude that is scared to take the fish off the line he got poked by a catfish fin recently. And if you've never gotten poked by one of those, it hurts like a bitch for like a day. Mm. Um, yeah, their their top fin, I forgot what fin that is. Yeah. I, um, I'm not gonna try to figure it out and sound stupid. But um, their top fin has a point on the tip. Um, blue catfish has a point on the tip um, and it's venomous. So if you touch it, it will pierce straight through. It pierced, nigga. I had a glove on when it happened. Mm. That shit went straight through my glove mm. and poked me right here. And my middle finger was numb. Ooh. It was numb and swollen for like 24 hours. And that shit hurt. Dang. I kept fishing, but that shit was uncomfortable. So I can understand Yikes. why he might be a Yikes. little. I mean, you can't can't be scared, but you just should be more cautious. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, if this is going to be your thing, you got to know like the certain precautions to yeah. take in order to do and, said thing. And since then, I've learned how to properly properly hold and unhip, unhook a catfish. Yeah. Because I don't want that to happen to me again because that shit hurts. Jeez Louise. Um, yeah, but it happens to the best of us. But yeah, I was giving the fish to his brother because his brother was the one that was just kind of handling everything. You right. know what I'm saying? Um, but his brother, his, his brother wasn't even fucking talking to me. It was him just wrapping me up the whole time. Right. So, so, so yeah. So once you had this instance with this scary fisherman out here, <laughs> it helped you better conceptualize what happened with old boy at the wedding. Yeah. Because, because he was to you what you were to the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. In a sense, without and, you blowing up. And I wanted to just give two different perspectives that were both my own, mm-hmm. but from two different sides yeah. of right. realities. Right. Yeah. yeah I yeah. guess. Um, because I, whether, you know, whether I think so or not, I did invade that guy's space. Indeed. And whether the guy I was fishing with chooses to think so or not, he invaded my space. Yeah. So. You know, yeah, yeah, there you go. I think it just Perception. helps. For, it helps for people to hear these to be, stories and you know hear these different perceptions. Um, it doesn't get there without curiosity, right? Again, episode right. brought to you by. I would definitely. I may have talked about it before, but I would definitely recommend. I want to say his name is Mario Libio. Has a book called Why? What makes us curious? It's an interesting book. Uh, we don't as humans really understand curiosity to its fullest, mm-hmm. why it is that- We just know it killed the cat. Well, yeah. We know <laughs> that children have it 
in abundance. Yeah. Right. They want to know everything. They want to know how things work. They want to know why, 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 why this. Right. And then at some point in time, human beings, you know, adults keep telling kids, shut up. Stop asking me this. Shut up. Stop asking me this. Close your mouth. Stop looking around. Stop wanting things. <laughs> so then people and then. At, so I think that that's a little bit of it. But then there's something else that through time, people just lose curiosity for mm-hmm. things. And then that's when they get in that position I talked about before where you just get stuck you don't care to know anything else. You're like, whatever I know now is fine. I don't, I don't care to know anything else. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting to note that there are people that continue to have curiosity throughout their lives and you see how they move yeah. versus people that just could give a fuck less about anything that they don't know about. Yep. It's very interesting. Yep. But uh, I'm glad that you had these instances because it taught you a little <laughs> something. You, you now, yeah. I bet you it'll be the last time you walk up on somebody that you don't know and put your hand on yeah. the shoulder. Yeah, it will. And that's I, great. I definitely learned something that day. <laughs> that was great. Um, I got, I got, I got a random, random question. Random, way outside the box has nothing to do with anything we've talked about, okay. but it's just I wanted to ask you this on the last one. We have talked about sexual relations with women uh, in present time, past time, many times on this pod. One thing I've been interested in when it just comes to people in general and what it is, how it is they practice their sexual escapades is what is the most underrated component about sex. Now, before you answer that, go ahead and think about it. Before you answer it, what I will say is that if I had to guess, I've been having some conversations with people, if I had to guess, even though this subsumes many things underneath it, and we could get a little bit more specific and pinpoint if we'd like to, I would, I would probably bet that if you ask ten women, then eight of them are going to either say foreplay or something that falls underneath the umbrella of foreplay because foreplay is a million things. Yeah. Right. So that that was, that was going to be my answer. That was going to be your answer. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. I can see that. I I asked someone yesterday, they said making out and I said, okay. I mean, that's still foreplay. Exactly. Well, see, that's the thing because I said my response was during you said, oh, no, 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 no. As a part of foreplay, like it built the build up to it. Uh. So I said, okay, interesting. There are, again, a million different things that that subsumes. My answer was eye contact. Hmm. This motherfucker looked at me like I was, he was like, like during? I was like, well, hold on. Now, I was now, crying laughing. Now I got to ask, do niggas just be closing their eyes during well, sex? Well, okay. So this is when it gets interesting. Because that's even weirder. This is, so I've spoken to people because I felt like for some reason eye contact was an interesting answer, even though it was the first thing to come to my mind. Mm-hmm. This particular person said that if they make too much eye contact, they're bussing. 
it's a wrap. Like they're like it's it, like it's it's they're they're gonna shoot early, and they would like for that to not be the case. They're gonna get a little. All too, I gotta do is look at you. Yeah, like they're just gonna get a little <laughs> too into the groove of things. I guess uh-huh. if they're paying a little too much attention to the other person in such an intimate way, mm-hmm. and I felt like that was interesting. Well, I think that there are certain things that definitely get you there quicker get you there quicker yeah eye contact is not one of them for me okay okay but there are certain things that kind of get you there just different positions um maybe certain levels of control that you have over you know the situation at the moment you know what i'm saying okay 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 but eye contact is not one of those things the amount the 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 amount of control that you have over the situation. I guess that goes hand in hand with the position. With you're the saying? position, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I just I just find it to be an interesting thing because I'd like to know what it is. Because I mean, clearly if you're ever dealing with someone, you have a significant other, you mm-hmm. need to know whatever it is they they think is underrated. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is they're they're feel like they're lacking if you're not giving it that. So I think it's an interesting conversation that people yeah. ask. Like, what do you think is just if- underrated about if you want me to be a little more specific i'll say probably the the taboo around using like toys i don't Mm. i think there's such a taboo around that especially for men and i feel like we probably talked about this on a pod before um especially for men like for men to use no well for men to want to accept them or accept that women they're the women right their significant other uses them or wants to use them. Like they can derive pleasure outside of the man himself. Right, exactly. When when for real, those, a toy can be beneficial to both people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, So I think that that's probably a super underrated um, segment under uh, the umbrella of foreplay. I, I think underrated as well is simply the pleasure that someone else is having pleasure because if because that's what i thought about when you said the toys benefiting both people uh-huh. the toys don't have to necessarily be being well, used on yeah. both people in yeah. order for it to benefit well, see, see that's the thing for me though like i'm more of a giver so if i'm gonna be right. using a toy the the pleasure that it's giving is also exciting to me yeah, you, know you are so, receiving yeah. pleasure from the other person's pleasure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I'm saying. All right. And I feel like a lot of people just don't feel that. A lot of people may not feel that way, or a lot of men specifically are just kind of smash and dash type niggas, and they're just not with all the extra shit. You know mm, what I'm saying? Right. Um, and I've just <laughs> all never, the extra shit. I've right. never seen it that way. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I've always seen sex as just an experience, mm. like or that's what it should be. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to wake up tomorrow and talk about how that shit was. Okay. You know well, what that, well, all right. Well, that's interesting that you say that. Okay. Okay. So you feel like you've always been that way. And let me ask you something slightly deeper because me and my friend talked about this yesterday, and this had to be brought in. <clears throat> Biologically, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get it. We gotta get these releases, right? Right. <laughs> so, have you ever just had the feeling of I'm just trying to smash? Like I just want to get this release. Have you ever had the experience of I'm not really into looking into your eyes or caressing you or wanting to snuggle afterwards and talk about this? I really do want to as crude as it sounds beat 
cheeks <laughs> and hit the streets. Maybe maybe when I was younger, but not as not as an adult. As an adult, yeah. yeah. It just hasn't done it for you. No, no, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's there's so much that goes in to to sex. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know, some like sometimes I just look at my girl and it just there's a stimulation there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like I okay. just look at her. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like it's it's been a long time since I've thought that wanted way. wanted to use someone's body. Yeah. In, in that like way. that's just it's not even it's not even it's not even that fun. Like yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not even that fun to me. Mm. Like just insertion explosion yeah. escape. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> escape. <laughs> like it's it's just it's not tight. Uh, it's not tight to me. Escape. Like, <laughs> trying to think if I've ever had to es- like truly escape a house. <laughs> like if if I was truly do- I know that it is it's in my mind somewhere where I've had to be like, yo, I'm I, I don't want anything to do with this anymore and I've like just w- run out like left somewhere. I'll have to think about that and come back to that because I've definitely had to. I've definitely had to pull an escape room before. <laughs> Figure out how to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. All right. What do What do we got? What do we got? Um. So I talk about. Um. I talk about taking risks on this podcast a lot. <laughs> um, because it's not something that I've really done a lot, and I something it's something that I feel like has held me back. Um, in certain instances. So obviously I've spoken about my YouTube channel on here. It's an outdoor YouTube channel, but I've thought about expanding it. I've thought about, and this is something I've thought about for a while now, even before I made this YouTube channel, but I've thought about parachuting and how cool that would be, especially now that I'm, you know, I've got this channel, I'm using a GoPro. Mm -hmm. That would just be some awesome shit yeah to put on my youtube channel and uh, it would also be an awesome experience skydiving yeah or, skydiving skydiving okay. skydiving okay. um same difference i, guess. I was about to say i didn't know exactly yeah i mean I, parachuting yeah same thing yeah i guess yeah um where else are you parachuting from <laughs> yeah okay um so i i've thought about doing that and putting it on my youtube channel but of course you know me i'm thinking about the what ifs yes I'm thinking about the what ifs. So I watched a very detailed YouTube video on what to do if your parachute does not open. Yes. Um, so there's a lot of things that you can do. Um, one of the most important things is to relax when you're in the air. I know this sounds crazy, but when you know that you're going to be falling and your parachute's not open, you got to relax. That takes a certain mental fortitude. I know. I know. And it's not going to happen with everybody. I'm just letting you know that it's the best thing that you can do yeah. in that situation. It's like when they tell people when you get in a car crash, just let your body be loose. It's like, all right, like right, I'll try if it ever happens. But you know, instinct is to try to lock up and stop yourself from bouncing uh-huh. everywhere. But uh-huh. just relax. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, you're falling from the sky and you just pulled your parachute string and it didn't come out. But just relax your brain. Yeah. Just calm down. Because oh a lot God. of people will pass out, you know, before they hit the ground. I bet. Um, you know, maybe start hyperventilating, mm-hmm. um, some shit like that. Um, best thing you can do is relax. Do not. Like, just kind of let your body, like, flail. Let your arms and legs just kind of, like, just do whatever they need to do because it's going to slow you down a little bit. Yeah. It's going to slow you down a little bit. 
chances of your parachute not opening are one in 1,000. Don't know how comfortable you are with that. One in 1,000 parachutes. Oh, that's not... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. That's not really enticing. I'm going to be honest with you. That's pretty... Like, ah, one in 1,000, I guess. (laughs) I guess I can do it, maybe. One in 1,000. So See, because I've known someone, I know someone today that is, at this point, Probably jumped about 300 times now. Wow. And it's 300. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one in 1,000, you telling me it's not going to pull. It's not going to pull. One in they 1, might be coming up on that time when it doesn't <laughs> come out. It's like, that's very interesting to me. Uh, well, hopefully that person beats the odds. <laughs> oh, God. But, um, so shout a lot out of people, to you, Liza. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people, um, have the thing, have this thought in their mind that if they land in water that they'll be okay a lot of times you land in water and it feels like concrete that's what i hear once you get to a certain so, elevation yeah, certain speed yeah that shit is going and even if and a lot of people are like all right well, what if i just drop in like do the pencil you know what i'm saying like i'm going um, like, off a, like a navy more. seal <laughs> yeah well the thing is is okay maybe you don't smash into it like it's the ground but there's still a certain level of impact there and the thing that you don't want to do is hit that water and go unconscious and then fucking drown that's what you don't want to happen yeah (laughs) so on top of that they say the the thing you want to do generally is to slow yourself down it's not going to be easy you're gonna get hurt but the point is to them is that you didn't die but you're gonna be hurt, so just know that. I want to know. Up. I want to know the numbers of people that jumped out of a plane, parachute didn't go, and they flail their arms, weight distribution, you know, space distribution, tried to get as much air underneath them as possible to slow them down. Mm-hmm. Did all these things and landed and didn't die. I want to know how many people didn't die. I don't have the numbers for that. It's but... one dude ever. <laughs> just no. I just can't even. Okay, continue, because I know you're going to talk about landing on some other shit. Yeah, so there's a couple things you can do when you're landing. You can land on a house. You can land on a car, a bus. What you don't want to do is land on concrete. If you land on concrete, you're done. That's it. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe you just want to do that because you don't want to take the chance of being paralyzed from the neck down for the rest of your life. I don't know. It depends on how much you value life. Also, but. trying to aim for like a car, like sh- like flying through the air and like trying to go into make sure you get into like the inner city so you can find a bus to to, to break your fall. They were they were, they were even talking they were even talking about like landing on the top of a building. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Less space, yeah, yeah, exactly between you and the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, get, um, I get that. But the thing is, is a building, a house, a car, a bus, all those things oh are going to slow you down. You're going to land on top of all those things, but you're not going to go straight through them into the concrete that's below them. Okay. That's the thing. You're going, if you land on top of a house, if it's a two level house, you're going to land on the second floor and you're going to be hurting, but you're going to land deeper on the question, second floor. Deeper question. And this actually is kind of deep, honestly. Do you want to live, Keon? Not generally, like right now, do you want to continue breathing? If you pull the parachute, parachute does not deploy. 
do you want to land on the top of a car or a bus? I I want to know if the life that you're going to be living after that, the the pain, the suffering that you're going to go through from that moment on until whenever you do naturally die, is that what you want? Because I could only imagine what your body is going to be able to do, what it's going to look like, the burden that it's going to be that is going to be placed on your loved ones. I'm just asking. There's no right yes or no. There's Quite, no right answer to this. I'm glad you asked me this because I already thought about it. Um, I already thought about what I thought I might do, despite what I've learned in this video. Logically, I'm probably thinking that I'm going to still try to land in water and take my chances. Okay. All right. So surviving. Still surviving. Yeah. Yeah. You're going yeah. to try your best. To Whether they tell me that it's going to feel like concrete or not. You're going to find gonna, out. I'm going to take my chances with a pencil dive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. just hope that I don't go unconscious. Yeah. Nah, I'm going to take my chances. Yeah. That's probably what I would do. Mm. But they say the best place to land if you happen to be nearby is a swamp. Uh, if you can land in a swampy area, a marshland, a marshlandy area, just mad that's the best grass, place. A lot mud. of grass, mud, muck. Yeah, things muck, that are just, muck. Yeah, things that, that, that might catch gonna, you. Some good muck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something that's just going to absorb. See, see okay, the you know what? What? I will go skydiving with you in. Very specific places. <laughs> That's what I'll do. Only I in will only. Louisiana. Yep. I'm only going in. A, but then, it, but now I got it. Now I got to worry about the alligators. Imagine you, you get down. And listen, you jump out the plane. No. And you going down. You going down, and you pull the parachute, and that shit don't come. You like, oh shit. Well, good thing. All right, I got my mind calmed. Like, at least I know I did this in a marshland area. I'm gonna be good. The muck in the grass and the foliage is gonna catch me. All right, good. And then you get down there and you get caught. It hurts. It hurts. But you get caught and you're like, oh, I'm still alive. I got my mind about me. I think I can move. Like, I think I might be able to get through the muck and get to the bay. Like, I'm gonna be fine. I'm uh, gonna live. And then like three crocodiles roll up on you. That's tough. That's God. That's 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 a hell of a story. I hope you tell it on the podcast when I'm gone. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Like, listen, we've already talked about this. If anything like that happens to any one of us, anything dastardly happens like that to one of us, podcast is out of here because we're bringing a story to it. Because it's gonna go. It's going. The story's gonna go viral, right. and it's gonna be linked to the podcast. We right. out of here. So I mean, um, you know, another thing that you can do is to land in an area full of trees. <laughs> Because you could just, you, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. But, hope, but the thing is, that tree is going to, that tree is going to. No, I know. I, you know I get the understanding. You down. want something to try to slow you down. And when you're falling through the sky at however many miles per hour you're falling through the sky, whatever it is you hit is going to hurt it's tremendously. It's going to hurt. But you just hope. See, that's a th yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know. Hope you don't get impaled so, by a branch, too. So, oh, see, now, like that movie, The Ritual, we were talking about, uh, now uh, you just impaled and you just sitting there up in the tree. See, that's it. I don't know, man. And again, one <laughs> out of 1,000, those odds are just a little, it's just kind of wild. One out I thought of it would have been, I thought the odds would have been a little bit more in 
the favor, yeah. honestly. Well, you know, the thing is, is a lot of parachutes have a backup chute. Right. So you got to hope that, co- oh, think of the chances of both of, both of, your of them. Well, that's got to be even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Working that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. That's crazy. <laughs> but then at the same time, you're also, you, I, we'll be fine because then you also have a dude, you have to do tandem at your first time for sure. You can't just do well, it by yeah, yourself. I'm not talking about my first time. I'm just talking about in general. Yeah, you know so there'll be a dude that really knows how to fly right. and come and right. grab you yeah, yeah. out the sky. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be fine. Yeah. So what I'm most interested in in this entire thing, this analysis of parachuting and how not to die if the parachute doesn't go, is the calming of the mind part. Yeah. You would have thought That's that probably that the hardest part. Right. So in that, do they give you any... Because they need to give you some practices. They need to... If you're watching things on YouTube and they're just like, calm your mind. No, nigga, don't just tell me nah, to calm my mind. They didn't go into you, details. Yeah, <laughs> like you need to give some some practices that are going to help yeah. someone get in that mindset. You can't just tell someone, calm down when that's yeah. the case. You need training for that. Yeah, they didn't go into detail. They just said, calm your black ass down, all right? That's all they said. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's, that's that's really funny. You know, what's what's interesting about... <laughs> This this sort of training, this is also a conversation I was having with the boy yesterday. Mm-hmm. Was and we kind of touched on it on the last one as well when I was talking about having reserve power and getting yourself in a position where you can where, where you've sort of mastered your personal artistic process mm-hmm. and you know how to churn out the cream mm-hmm. like Lil Wayne dropping mixtape after mixtape after mixtape like he people don't know how that's possible right when you see someone doing something you're like how do you still have reserve how do you like what do you mean you're doing it again and again but how, where are you even getting the content from? How are you even get, having the inspiration or the energy or the time to be able to p- be penning what it is you're penning? How are you doing this? I find it very interesting. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and he asked me after, after I explained this to him if living life as myself is lonely. So this is, this is what I said mm. to him. I told him that those moments that we have where maybe you're driving or you're taking a shit or somebody's talking to you and you don't want to talk to them, whatever the case may be, where your mind goes, you start thinking about some completely other shit. And then you realize I got to snap myself back in. I got to be here. I'm driving a car right now. Like I, I have to be paying attention to whatever it is I'm doing. Right. I haven't had one of those moments in what is pro- uh, coming up on a year. Mm-hmm. I've conditioned my brain through practices. And that's why I thought maybe one of these fucking parachute experts would have talked about it. But I've trained myself to be in the moment Mm -hmm. and that I started looking at everything that I'm doing as training, training for what? Training for things that I don't quite know are going to come in the future, but definitely training for this. Are you saying that you don't daydream? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Just to want to any 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 time a thought comes into my mind, right? That doesn't mean that the, the mind's not constantly running. It means that I'm con- but if I choose to think about something, <clears throat> I'm choosing to think about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything passively, and that's where I'm going with this. So a lot of things that are my training, mm-hmm. my way of being, it's very interesting because you would never be able to know that it's training for me. But it's only because 
I'm an observer and I'm observing everything and I derive meaning and lessons out of everything. Mm-hmm. It's interesting in this book that I was reading that I keep talking about by Dale Carnegie has said something like most, most men, there's only like one out of a million men that are going to be able to truly see. Mm-hmm. And what that means is most men can't see, what did they say? Sermons and stones in books and running brooks because they're only so used to ever seeing sermons and books and stones and brooks uh, okay okay right are you, are you, you yeah, you, no, you're with you. me yeah people can't usually look at something that is you know innately valuable but to them some sort of inanimate object or just something out in nature and be able to truly derive meaning from it. Mm-hmm. In order for that, you have to open a book. Somebody has to tell you something. You can't just observe something. Mm-hmm. I'm watching Naruto. This is something I've never talked about on here before. Anime, mm-hmm. right? I see things and stuff that I just couldn't have seen before. And I see myself in stories like we do when you watch film and things like that. That's why you get emotionally invested in the characters. You see a little bit of yourself in certain characters and things that's going on. I'm watching Naruto, anime, ninjas, ninjutsu, ninja art styles, bombs and chakras and fire and water and earth and wind, all that sort of stuff if you don't know anything about this. Mm -hmm. But you get an idea. You've seen like The Last Airbender. You know what anime is about. Right. So in this thing, this character, Naruto... At, by the end of the show, people know he becomes like a god to uh-huh. all these people. Right. They've never seen a ninja like this motherfucker before. It's just like anything that needs to be handled, just send him. Like he's like <laughs> the god of this world now. Earlier on in the show, he fucking sucks. That's just what it is. You get to see the growth of this character. He goes through extremely rigorous training where he's blowing trees and forests up, trying to learn new ninja arts and things like that. Right. And that's a sort of training where people would go and watch and say, oh, he's training hard right now. Mm-hmm. This looks like the sort of training that a king would have to go through, a god would have to go through, right? right? But here's the thing. There's another part of training where he it's completely silly. You know, in anime, everything's really accentuated. So if someone's crying, their fucking streams coming out of their ears. <laughs> if they're if they're screaming, their head is huge and all this right. sort of stuff. He's dancing around with frogs and he's singing songs. Like that's his training at the moment. Mm-hmm. Why is he doing that? Because him and these frogs have to gain a certain rhythm, a certain rapport, right? A certain chemistry, so that they can do a combination ninja jutsu together. This is a new thing he's learning. But for anybody walking around in the Naruto world, they're looking at him and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Why are you over here in this pasture dancing around with with fucking frogs and singing and (laughs) shit like that? And it's interesting because anyone could come in to the house, see me watching Naruto and ask me, why are you watching this cartoon? Mm-hmm. Why are you in here watching cartoons? And don't tell me that it's any sort of training or that you're getting anything out of this cartoon. Niggas can't just like cartoons. But but no, okay, and you're right. No, you, you can, you can. But here's the thing. I'm going back to me not doing anything passively, meaning if I'm watching something, I'm watching something. Uh-huh. So, and this, this is where it gets interesting. 
the same reason that the people looking at Naruto dancing and singing with these frogs and they, they don't understand why he's doing it or what's happening mm-hmm. is the same reason why you don't understand why I'm watching the TV show. Mm-hmm. It's a language you don't understand, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's a process you don't understand. You don't see, they don't see what Naruto is doing as training in this TV show. They don't see it as training because right. he's dancing with frogs. How are you getting stronger doing that? Right. You don't understand the, the Zen process. You don't understand the intricacies that go into me becoming better at what I'm doing. And I wouldn't expect you to be able to because it's next level shit. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. But me watching that, me having a conversation with someone, me doing anything that I do in my life, it's not done passively. It's done with great intent. Everything that I do, I try to give it 100% of my attention at that time. Right. And it brings me to that next level. It's that that process. So I, I wanted to I, I just wanted to bring that in because I'm thinking about the calming of the mind and the sort of processes that you would have to do to get to that point of being able to actually pull that off when you try to pull that parachute. This nigga will start meditating midair. I mean, I mean, something has to be in place. Like there has to be some sort of training that you've gone through in the past. And I don't necessarily know what that training looks like for everyone. Right. But everyone has some sort of that training Mm -hmm. to calm themselves. Maybe yours was out there catching all them damn fish yesterday when a dude was interrupting you. (laughs) But like that could have been like your sort of thing. And that could be helping build you up. Matter of fact, you just paying attention in these two stories that you told today. You just paying attention to what was going on and how other people could have possibly felt right. in that conversation. Like that is that is training. That is you paying attention in the moment and being able to take something out of it. Right. That was that was the training method. Yeah. It doesn't look like it because you just DJing at a wedding. Right. Or you just fishing. Right. But these these are training, these are training rituals in another in another light. It just depends on if you want to look at it that way right. or not. No, so that yeah, that's all, that's all I got to say. But yeah, they, they need to give some DIYs on how to do that. Just tell me, yeah, once you pull the pair. Just relax. Just relax. Just chill. Just relax. You good. You going to live? Oh, my God. You want to you wanna <laughs> do this meaningfulness card? Yeah, that's And then pull the next one. Meaningfulness card that we pulled last week, we're going to do is what do you dream of achieving one day? That is a meaningfulness card. What do you dream of achieving one day? Your answer is going to be better than my. I mean, my answer is going to be fun. Go ahead. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, you go. You go first. Um, the dream <laughs> I have of achieving one day mm-hmm. is financial freedom. Financial freedom. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, go, I just talk wa- to me. Talk I to just me. want to work myself up in a way in which I can take care of my family. I can take care of, cause I, I, I have, a I have family members, um, in, I was about to say in my life. Well, you know, well, I guess they don't necessarily have to be in your life. They can still be family. Yeah. But, um, I've got family members that I just want to, that I, I just want to take out of certain situations. Yeah. For people that I want to help mm. people that are close to me. Um, and I just want to put myself in a position in which I'm able to do that. I also want to create a generational wealth. Um, oh, because, okay. Yeah. That's an achievement. Okay. Because 
as a black man. <laughs> Generational wealth is just not something that we as black people mm. have. It's not a, something that we have in abundance. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I want to change that, at least for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to build something, build a legacy, you know, just give build, the infrastructure yeah, for the people to come the after infrastructure you. for the people that come after me. Yes. I want to be able to do that. I want to just make sure that all my people are good. And there's a lot of ways you can do that. But financially is probably numero uno in my mind. OK, OK, that's interesting. Um, is that basic? I mean, I don't know. Financial freedom is what I mean. I, I'm pretty certain most people would say that they want to do that. Yeah. I don't think anyone's gonna be like, well, no, because I'm that person. But I don't think that most people are saying I I don't want to be free financially. Meaning I don't really have to worry so much about. The, well, see, that's the thing because you still want to be conscious of your spending, right? In the way that you do things. So financial freedom. Let's just you know sort of tighten this up a little bit doesn't necessarily well, mean you just throw it in the bag. You just do whatever you want to do nah, with money. No, 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 no. It just means that like you let's. Okay. I think you're saying you want to be able to make your money work for you. You want to be able to yeah, have, your- I want to have different streams. I want to have passive income. Okay. I want, you know, as, as Nipsey would say, the mailbox money, okay. you know what I'm saying? I want the mailbox money coming mm-hmm. through. Yeah. I want that shit to take care of, of my bills. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. right. I, okay. Like, I, I just, I want enough money in this life in which I I don't have to worry and the people close to me also don't, don't have, have to worry. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm being frivolous with it. Oh, okay. And, you know. Okay, just don't really have to Flushing it worry. down the toilet like Mikey. But, you know, I just want to be in a place where it's just not a problem. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not a problem. Yeah. And it's no longer a problem for the people that I love either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> what do you dream of achieving one day? Very first thing I thought of when I read this card last time is fucking hilarious. Because, of course, right? Because, of course, Earl. Is that I grew up... Through, am I, I, mean, I going to have to say okay, Earl, during this? Um, it, No, because I think that to some degree, like, you know me. Okay. So to you, this isn't going to come off that crazy. You're just going to be like, nah, yeah, yeah. Like, you would say some weird shit like this. All right. Growing up as a child, adolescence, for me, <laughs> I always knew and felt that I had more than enough. Mm-hmm. It's been a, it's been weird because I've I've grown up and that's not the norm. Mm-hmm. People all love to have things, mm-hmm. and we can get into this was this was completely um, not unrelated but accidental. We can get into my minimalism a mm-hmm. little bit, but for some reason. Maybe it's a predisposition embedded into my DNA or something. I don't know. But I just never really wanted too much mm-hmm. out of life. I grew up, there was food in the mornings, lunchtime, dinner. Huge. There was clothes 
always had clothing, never had to worry about clothing, never had worried about where I'm sleeping that night. There was always love. There was always someone that was taking care of me. I didn't have to go through like a weird place where home was hateful mm-hmm. and nasty and dreadful. It's not a place that you didn't want to be. Y- yeah, it was, it was, I mean, you know, when you're a teenager, maybe sometimes, but that's just cause you a stupid ass teenager yeah. that doesn't know anything. Right. And you think everyone's trying to ruin your life. But uh-huh. aside from that, like, no, in reality, no, like it was never that sort of place. There was always that infrastructure that you're talking about mm-hmm. that you wanted to give. Mm-hmm. Right. There's, there's always been that. And I feel like I've always been pretty, pretty good at being in the moment and appreciating the things that are in front of me and the people that are in front of me. And earlier on in life, I don't think I would have ever, ever described myself as an ambitious person. I don't, I never Mm. felt like, I remember just growing up, I never felt like I need to accomplish something one day. I need to be somebody. I need to do this thing because once I do this thing and I reach the top of the mountain and have the tablets in my hand, I'll have all the answers and I'll be fulfilled. I never felt that way. I always felt like I just want to live. Leave me alone. Mm -hmm. Everyone, stop asking me who I want to be, what I want to do, what the plan is. Never had a dream job. Well, I mean, no, I mean, no, like I, I've just, I knew that I love talking to people. I knew that I love to observe the world around me. I, I, I knew that I enjoyed living. Right. I knew that. And if I had f- just food in clothes in a place, like that's, it sounds weird, but I was just good. And my family and my close friends have known me to be that person. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this the other day when you was making fun of me for whatever the fuck you were making fun of me at the time. Y'all always making fun of me for something because I just don't be having things. I'll go to other people's houses because sometimes I don't realize it. But I'll (laughs) looking around this place. I'll go to people's houses (laughs) and they just have things. It was like mad dressers and tables and aquariums and just, just knickknacks, just a just things. There's just things in the house. Right. And then I look at my place and I in my I have bed, plastic dresser to put my clothes in. I have luggage that I don't really use that I was purchased for me by some other people. Everything that's hung up on the walls. I created or a close one has created or purchased for me and I put up on the walls. I mean, what else do I got a guitar? I got a laptop. I could move in a matter of hours. Right. Any point in time I can pick up and go. And so this, this really hit me differently. What do you dream of achieving one day? It's so funny because there's been this, and you know, I've read, I've done my fair share of reading on on Buddhism, Buddhist monks, and there's just this this urge inside me. Sometimes I just want to go. I just want to go and just hang out on a mountain and meditate and just be. Mm-hmm. And and that's cool by me. I don't care about the acquisition of a bunch of items and having this and keeping up with the Joneses and put necessarily putting a bunch of people on because that doesn't necessarily have to be my story. Mm-hmm. I don't have to have a family and want to provide for them and all that. It doesn't have to be a thing. There are other ways of doing things, but um, 
I, I don't I don't know if the, the way this is framed, what do you dream of achieving one day? I think that the thing that I want to achieve, I've been achieving mm -hmm. and I want to continue to achieve it. I think that just like we've talked about in relationships, it's one thing to be able to bag somebody. It's one thing to be able to attract someone do whatever it is, whatever rigmarole it is you have to do in order to court them and make them yours. You guys are now a unit, an entity together. It's a completely different thing to keep that person. It's a completely different thing to be able to maintain a relationship. You've been in a relationship before. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. I think the same thing. It's one thing to achieve certain levels of enlightenment or certain levels of peace and serenity with oneself certain levels of of awareness and stillness. But I think it's a completely different thing to be able to understand the power of that and try to hold on to that, maintain that. Mm -hmm. Because again, I think that that makes me a whole lot of who I am. And I think that that gives me a whole lot of the wealth that I have. Again, that helps other people, right? Inadvertently. Right. So I, yeah, I think that I just want to continue achieving what I've been achieving, but just in greater ways okay. for a longer period of time. Yeah. I think that's, that's what it is. It's not this one monumental thing that I have to check off the box. Yeah. I don't even have a fucking bucket list. I know a lot of people have bucket lists or just have a, a couple things on it. At least I don't even have that thing that I just got to do. I'm just cool with being, I truly am. Okay. I'm totally cool with just walking around and breathing air. Do you you don't you don't, do you ever feel like maybe you are missing out on anything? No. Uh, well, you're always going to be missing out on something. Like right. like there's no human being that is experiencing every possible right, right. thing. So that's just going to be the thing uh -huh. and I think that mad people are missing what I'm experiencing. Okay. Like so you you're always going to lose that battle. Okay. There's never you're never Yes. Okay. The answer is yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm missing out for sure. All right. All right. Yep. So is everyone else on the planet. I got you. I got <laughs> and you. so, yeah, so that, that, that's truly how I feel. I feel like a lot of times when you ch chase the love, the, the great things come with that. So for me, I'm going to achieve things. I'm going to see things. I'm going to travel places. But these things are, are only. You? Yeah, nigga. All right. You, got no, you ain't got no bucket list travel spots? No. But the, but the thing is this, it's because, uh, so, so the point I'm trying to get across is it's because of my love and my desire to do what makes me happy mm -hmm. that my life levels up and gets better and better and gives me more opportunities. Okay. That's, that's how those things come to me. Okay. okay. So that's, that's, that's kind of how that is. Yeah. I got you. I got you. That's, that's all I got. And uh, unless, what, 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 what do you got? Um, oh, I know. I guess we should pull this actually. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. I've shuffled. I've shuffled. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. What do we got? Meaningfulness, que <laughs> Meaningfulness question for next week. What question would you ask a fortune teller? Don't say oh. nothing. Don't say anything right now about how you even feel about that question. Let's just save it. How, how you how you interpret that question, how you feel about answering that question, and then your answer for the question. We'll get into all that, because that these are good. Yeah. I like these. Yeah. I like these a lot, and that's a good one. It is. 
And we're going to be able to freak that one. I know I am. That's that's a good one. What question would you ask a fortune teller? That is an interesting question. Yeah, yeah, it is. All right, but yeah, that's 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 all I got for the people. Yeah, um, I'm good. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for these last words. What what, what are your last words? Um, you don't know everything, and you don't know everybody. You don't know how anybody is going to react to anything that you do. So. Don't put your hands on them. Don't touch people. <laughs> Don't yank them up. <laughs> Don't firmly grasp right. their arm. None of that. Yep. Yeah, I clearly learned my lesson. Um, and so- shout out, shout out to my bo- my boy Zodo. Uh, yeah, you know, you're gonna have a great marriage. I had a great time DJing your event. Shout out to you. Shout out to your wife, Davida. Ah, that's what I wanted to ask you earlier before what? I get to my last one. Um. Have you, because you said a lot of people crying. This is what I wanted to get to. Have you been at a wedding yet in the best man speech or whoever gave the best speech? Because maybe the best man speech ain't even really the best speech. But whoever gave the best speech, have you shed a tear? From a, I don't think so. Dang, man. They suck. <laughs> they suck. No, they Okay, well, I shouldn't have said that. But, but the thing is, you, as the type of person that you are, you should have cried by now. You should have cried by wedding number seven. Someone should have taken the time and really dug deep to be able to move the crowd in that sort of way, well, even if no. you know them or not. I really feel like I, so the the bride gave a speech at the end. Okay, that had a bunch of people crying because she, you know, the the way she was telling the story just seems like she's been through a lot. Okay, um, and she was just, you know, just very happy to have this day come. Right, um, and she had every she had a lot of people in the crowd crying. I didn't cry. Yeah, but what she was, the things she was saying were very moving. And you can see why everyone else was crying. Yeah, it just it just didn't get you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. You think it was maybe because they were more on a personal level with her? Like probably. They, like they probably. know the context. Yeah. They yeah, know probably. the hardships. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yep. Let me tell you something. If you ever catch me doing a speech for someone's wedding, I'm there's going. I'm going to get the laughs. <laughs> I'm go- I'm I'm going to write the best speech that's been written. <laughs> so, so just set the camera up somewhere for whichever one of my friends or family members this is that I have to go and, and write the speech. Just know it, if you ask someone else to write a speech aside from me, you stupid one. <laughs> or 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 maybe you're just being considerate because this person you know is closer to you. That makes sense as well. But you should probably make room for an Earl speech. I mean, I'm just I, saying. I'm just saying. I'm gonna get the laughs. I'm gonna get the cries. I'm I'm going to touch every element. Like I'm yeah. I'm gonna do that. I'm yeah. going. I'm a, I'm gonna put my foot in it. Is what I'm saying. Right. And matter of fact, those are my last words. <laughs> know that I should just start coming. I should. Just, is there a job for that? People should just like Hallmark cards. Hallmark is a huge business. Yeah. It's somebody somewhere. 
just writing really nice things mm. and they send them out and we all go out and take someone else's words, yep. sign our name at the bottom, maybe a little happy birthday, maybe you do a little a little something there, uh-huh. a little paragraph of how what, you um, feel. But we should do that. That's I, what um Adam Sandler, what's that Adam Sandler movie when he used to write, he was writing the, uh, writing the cards. It, it was the one where he, he didn't know he had like the rich uncle and then uh, oh. he inherited all that shit from his like his rich uncle. Was that uncle. Mr. Deeds? Yes. Was that what he was doing at the beginning of that? Yeah, movie? he was writing Hallmark. Oh, I don't even remember. He was writing, writing oh, cards. Mr. Deeds. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, that was also Joaquin Phoenix in Her, the movie Her in the in the future where you're dating your operating oh, system. Yeah. Oh, did oh, you never see that? Nah, movie? I've never seen. Oh, yeah. He they they were doing that too. But either way, I people should just hire like me to just go to their weddings. I just learn, just hang out with the people for a little bit, learn a little bit about them. They, <laughs> they write a description of the best. Movies. All right. Time for this. We don't know this we guy. We don't know this guy, but he's he good. really good we speeches. Pay, we paid a lot of money. <laughs> so he's going to come in here and do it. All right. That's, that's all I got. Book me Peace. at ALW pod on Instagram. <laughs> book, book me for that. All right. We out. Peace. <laughs>